It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Rise FM. I am Scott, and he is the king of the cranium. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing well, and thank you for such an incredible comment that I have to live up to now. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure at all. All right, so today we are going to jump into one of Tom's favorite topics, and that is goal setting. And it's something we usually talk about this time of year because this is when New Year's resolutions have been made, and right now they've already all been broken. Right. And we'd like to maybe help you get back on track Mm -hmm. and maybe take a different approach to your New Year's resolution and put something solid behind it. So before we dive into that, we're going to dive into God's Word, Tom. Out of Proverbs 16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. I think it's really important that we realize that we don't want to have goals and or visions that does not have our God's blessing and anointing on it, that we haven't gone before Him talking about it. That we don't do ahead of time and give it to Him, let Him guide our path. Right. And so, you know, it is important to me in the introduction, that in the opening, but maybe I should tell you, say why it has been. Tom, why is goal setting important to you? Well, Scott, I thought you'd never ask me that. I was so hoping you would. Don't try this at home, kids. We're professionals. <laughs> That's right. That's at least our goal to be professionals. <laughs> well, back when I started at Ohio State, I had a vision, and that vision was to picture myself in Ohio Stadium at commencement, graduating from Ohio State. So without having a lot of understanding at that point, I just began to set goals at Ohio State, and the success of it created more opportunity and more desire to set even more goals. And so goal setting became really important then, well, when I was in the classroom, and Probably my when I taught fifth grade, I basically used goal setting to manage the whole class. Monday morning were class meetings, and we would set out class goals. We would set out individual goals. Friday afternoon, we typically would collect on those goals. So it became really important then. And the celebration of success is when it was, that's when it really was born in me to see and watch the celebration of success and what it did to the students that I had in my classroom. So I was so pumped by it when I got my master's in education, I studied goal setting and got some formal understanding of it and then designed an entire curriculum and classroom management system using goal setting to manage a classroom. Well, it was so much easier to manage celebrating and acknowledging to the students, way to go, 
than having to come down on them because they messed this up or messed that up. Well, that led into the clinical world where when I became a counselor, getting through seminary, I absolutely relied and trusted on my goals of the day, goals of the week, short-term, long-term, because I was, you know, I had an 80-hour work week. I had to be very organized. At least that happened once. It happened once or twice, anyway. <laughs> in my life. I'll have to remember that. Yeah, keep that, keep that in mind for the future, yeah. Yeah, so that helped me get into uh, and through seminary. Well, then it's it's just been a regular part now in at Heritage of helping set goals and yeah, so here we are. We're talking about goal setting today on the session, and we're going to start with uh, a program that Tom has that's called SMART, which is right. SMART Goal Setting. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and start into this. And that's an acronym. Yep. So each letter stands for something different. We have specific, a specific goal could be to read Scripture more. Maybe I want to spend more time with the Lord. So specifically, I want to spend more time in the Word. So that now we specifically have an area. So once we've been specific with this goal, Tom, the next thing we want to do is we want to make it the M in SMART. So what's that stand for? The M is, is for measurable. We've got to be able to measure to see if we've been successful. So if we're talking about Scripture reading, we could talk about it in terms of a chapters or verses I want to read per day, or you know how many days this week do I want to spend in the Word? So we will definitely be able to know whether we accomplished it or not. How, how do we determine, let's take, for example, you know, reading Scripture more. You know, how, do, how do we go about the decision-making process of what is measurable? What's our, how do we decide the measurement? Well, I think, for one, these goals have to be realistic. They cannot be way over the top. The goal here is to be successful. We can always increase but it's discouraging if we set it too high. And we will talk more about that when we get to the R in just yeah, a minute. right. Okay, so we're being specific. We're giving it a measurable and attainable goal. We're not uh, deciding to read more Scripture and deciding we're going to read the Old Testament in one day. Right. So now when we talk action, here in Scripture, we might want to have an accountability partner, someone you trust, that you can say, this is what my goal is. So if we need a who, that's what the who would be. Okay. And so when, I honestly believe this, and this is some of the things that I really try to teach some of the couples at Heritage, when is critical, and particularly with some of the premaritals that I get to work with, to discuss, if you're going to read the Word, when are you going to be most successful? Some people are going to be more successful in the morning, some have to be up and have their coffee and do it then. Some are afternoon, some are, are evening. Kathy and I lean toward, that's what we do before we get out of bed every morning. That was hundreds of years ago before we got <laughs> married. We made that decision that we were going to have devotions before we got out of the bed. And we're going to pray over the day. And praise the Lord, all these hundreds of years later, we're still doing it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the day when I retire. I have this vision of myself. <laughs> getting up in the morning, getting my Earl Grey tea, and going out on the back porch as the sun and the sun's coming up in front of me and being able to do scripture reading and then go through my, uh, I'm, I'm a Civil War fan, so I also have some material I want to read in my retirement that I haven't had time to get to. 
and just sit down and do my do readings in the morning out on the back porch. There you go. Well, what a vision that you have there. Also, when we talk about when, I really think it just seems to make a lot of sense to me that if we're awake in the morning and we're doing our devotions, then it sets a tone for the day, which is interesting. Rick Warren was talking about it the other day in our devotions, that the first seven minutes of the day sets the tone for the day. Well, no wonder I'm asleep all the time because I hit snooze. <laughs> <laughs> There's a future show, The Value of Sleep. Yes. We'll have to Wait sleep on that. <laughs> yeah, sleep on it and I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Definitely. Yeah. And so where also is important. If we're talking about devotions, there's places where if I read, I'm going to be asleep in minutes. Yeah. And so I have to be careful where I pick to read. So we've set this specific plan. We've made it measurable with achievable uh, measurements. We're setting an action plan of who's going to help us be accountable. When is it going to be accountable? Where are we going to do it? Right. And then there's how we're going to do it. Now, if we're talking about more scripture, I guess there are options. You can read it or do the audio version. I guess that that's kind of a how. Yeah, definitely. And that becomes important. It also suggests we all have different learning styles. So knowing your learning style really will have a better impact on your memory of what you're doing. And so for me, it's I'm definitely auditory. I definitely want to hear it. Kathy and I, if we have time, we have two plans. If we have time, we're going to listen to Daily Hope with, with Rick Warren. And if we don't have time, then we're going to do the Heritage Devotional. If you haven't... Tom, what's the Heritage <laughs> Devotional? <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Let me share that with you. It can be found at Heritage Christian Counseling on Facebook. It's also can be found under my name on Facebook. And so you, we typically read one of those. Okay. Yeah. I have seen you post those, yes. And that's part of the writing that I just love to do. So, and our God has blessed me with. So we're talking about goal setting using the smart, the acronym of SMART. Right. We've been specific. We've set measurable, attainable uh, goals for it. We have set an action plan for how we're going to do it. Now comes the important part. Now, now we're into the actual doing of it, and it's time to exercise our R, which means that we need to be able to revise these goals. And that is so important because it's been my experience that what happens is when people are not successful the first time with the goals that they've set, they kick goal setting to the curb. It's like, that's it, I'm done, I'm not going to do it. Well, more so, it's about revising it. And interesting today, because I was fighting some of the head cold stuff last week, I didn't make it in the Y, and, and you know, four days prior to that, I didn't get to make it in because we were in Boston. So my goal yesterday was just to get back there and see what I could do. Well, I did 22 laps, so basically a quarter of a mile, and then I did some uh, exercise for four laps of, of arms only. And so my goal today, um, I'm revising it, my goal is to surpass yesterday's. So I'm revising, if I don't if I don't get to 22, then I'll revise it and do it over, and I'll maybe set it for 18. So going over it puts me in a position then I have to revise it. 
and if we use our example of scripture reading, if my goal was to read a whole chapter and I only got through a half of a chapter, rather than kick goal setting to the curb, let's revise it. Let's say maybe to equal or surpass what I did yesterday, which is my goal today to equal or surpass what I did in the pool yesterday. There you go. And that's, you know, revising it, I think, is the the critical part. You know, for Sherry and I lately, it has been, we joined a rec center in our neighborhood. So they have a pool. Uh Uh-huh. And we have made this thing of getting the pool. And my kind of, my thing is two to three days a week. There you go. Well, we got it last week. This week, we haven't got it yet. And I was kind of annoyed. Uh, Okay. We didn't get in Saturday. We didn't get in Sunday. And we didn't get in yet. And I so I just, in fact, right before we started, I texted Sherry and I said, do you want to do it? And I basically asked her for a pool date. So we'll just, you know, see if she and I can go to the pool tonight. And, you know, okay, I may not get two or three, but I can get one. There you go. So, and we'll mm-hmm. get one in. Well, so we revise it. Yeah. And then we revise it moving in and going into next week then. Right. Yeah. And I've still got days in this week that I can still try and do it. There you go. So I I don't have to beat myself up over it. I can just push for one more day. And And, I think that's something I see in Revise that is so helpful to me is you give yourself permission to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah, And you have ownership of it. And I am so glad you're not going to beat up Scott. (laughs) He is too precious, Scott, for that. Well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, cushion you can beat on. So that's we're, we're trying to get rid of it. All right. Hallelujah. So we have uh, we have set our specific goal. We have set a measurable uh, way to measure that that goal. We have set an action plan for how we're going to pull it off. We have revised it once we're into it, and now we come to the T in smart. Well, and Scott, that stands for time. We really should have it based on time when we talk about your pool illustration a good one would be the week and that's what that sounds like you're you're doing my uh, goals of the week for swimming definitely are per week i have a friend who really looks at it per year he his goal is miles per year but that has to be broken down into goals of the week too if we're talking about our illustration of scripture well you know how many days this week am i going to get into the word and again, it can be developmental that we start with one or two, and if we haven't been doing any, and the idea here is that we grow. We revise each week and build it, and before long, it may be daily. Yeah, that's the thing that I, I think a lot of us, when we set these goals, like, well, I'm going to read Scripture every day. Right. Admirable goal. Definitely something I think God would be in favor of us doing. But if you haven't picked up a Bible in 20 years— all of a sudden going seven days a week, right? you're not setting yourself up to succeed. You're setting yourself up to fail because if you need to get six out of seven, you, right. you don't have a way to make that good. Now where's your celebration? Right. And how, how does that make you feel and how motivated and how, how easy is it to maintain and wrap your mind around your vision? That's, that's why we developmentally we grow into it. We build momentum. And that's huge. So the time element is important. You know, for us, it's, for me, it's two or three days a week. I don't know what it is for Sherry. You know, mine is two to three days a week. And I'll revise it next week and see where we come out. Yeah. And speaking of goals, my wife told me this morning that that's what's so powerful for her is that she has her goals of the day. She makes a list. And then her goal is to accomplish that list. And God bless her. And we, 
and celebrate, and she feels really good when she accomplishes it. Yeah. However, my wife may be similar to other wives. They're capable of making a list that it would take any three people right. to get done. <laughs> and and so they're not always successful. But bless their hearts, they really try. And, and I'm, I'm so impressed with that. But they have to be obtainable. We have to be realistic. And then remember at the end of all of this right. to celebrate the success. Absolutely. And each step of the way that we can. This might sound familiar. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's the celebration of success that motivates people. And it takes them to the next level. They grow because they like how it feels to be to experience celebration. So they want to go beyond that and do it again and again. And it, it, it snowballs. And that's how you go from reading a chapter a day to reading two chapters a day. Oh, yeah. by the way, here's just a tip. If you're going to start reading Scripture, don't start with Isaiah. You want to start chapters of Scripture a day? Start in Psalms where there's like 10 verses. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Great idea. Give yourself something simple to work from. Nor do you want to start in numbers unless oh. we'll put that as part of the sleep show, Scott. Yeah, that'll be part of You got that right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's always hard for me if I try to do the Bible in order. Right. Deuteronomy and numbers always get me every time I admit it. Let's take a look at this next set here, Tom, because we've... Let's say we've set this goal. Now, I know to get through Ohio State was not a, a one-time goal. You had to set different levels of goals. So let's talk about the long-term, short-term, and then shorter-term goals. Right. If we start with what my vision was, was to graduate from Ohio State, then long-term became being able to get into the school of education at Ohio State. So long-term was to be able to be in there and be successful in the the school of education that was part of, of, of Ohio State. So that w- was the long-term goal. Well, short-term goal was back then, um, Ohio State was based on quarters. So we were talking about nine weeks. So had to manage nine weeks. Mm-hmm. So short-term goals really revolved around quarter, the quarter, my, my classes for this quarter. And so consequently, I would break that down into goals of the week. So every three weeks in college, you can count on they want something from you. <laughs> Some kind of a paper. Yeah, or they're going to give you the paper with it's going to have a midterm on it and yeah, I, you know, I, I'm over some of the shock of that now and some of the trauma that created. <laughs> oh, I don't have the nightmares I used to. No, I'm kidding. We are at a point where now I ha- I know what the short term is. I, the goals of the week, I have to have these things done because I did not want to be stand, sitting in class and hear the professor say, okay, hand your papers in. And I'm looking at my neighbor going, paper? What paper? Yeah. Do we have an assignment? So short-term goal, I had it all written down. I knew this week, this is what I had to do. And so we broke that down into goals of the day. So this was all kind of unofficial at Ohio State. And by the time I reached seminary, working on my my master's in in counseling, it was really seriously carved and sewn, defined. I knew what it was, and I was calling them goals of the week. I was calling them goals of the day. And I... I needed that because with an 80-hour work week, 
I, I had to know what do I need to do today to stay on course. Right. And that was my goal of the day. And it led up to goals of the week so that I didn't have any surprises. I had all my assignments in and I was prepared for the midterms. Well, I mean, the first midterm I took in college, Scott, that really counted was in microbiology. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. From the toughest professor on the campus. <laughs> and I had goals a week. I was going to spend so many hours studying goals of the day, make sure I was prepared for that midterm. And Scott, the only time in history, that's why I can remember it. <laughs> I got a 98 out of 100 on that first midterm. Wow. And I'm thinking if I put out this kind of effort, the rest of Ohio State, I'm going to realize my vision. So that's how I was able to break it down into goals of the week, goals of the day, short term, that this quarter I was going to knock out. And that's one quarter closer to my vision. Oh, it's powerful stuff. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's, uh, wow. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about goal setting and research here, Tom. Let's do talk about how does research, how does goal setting correlate or work with research? This is what was really fascinating to me, that when, when we look at things like goal setting, and we talk about Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, goal setting was one of them. So that kind of piqued my interest. And so when we begin to look at research and goal setting, how's, how are we different? In other words, if we are effective at goal setting, if we're successful at goal setting, what's different about us? That was my curiosity. Okay. So here's what came up. So setting goals are linked with higher motivation, Scott. We're high, more highly motivated. Well, you know what? When we celebrate that success, we've we've certainly talked about. It. That's when you turn loose all those orphans and dorphins and <laughs> what's a who's it? And... <laughs> also, goals help with self esteem. It was interesting in, in research. There's a correlation between successful goal setting and how you feel about yourself. You'd be surprised the number of people who because they don't feel good about themselves, have never even thought about or reached out toward a vision or embraced or attempted to embrace a vision. And so consequently, when we do, we embrace that vision and we begin to work toward it. It has an impact on how we, our own self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves. Well, why should I set a goal? <laughs> I'm not going to make it anyway. Well, or you never have in the past. <laughs> you caught on. <laughs> well, and, and so also, the American Association of Christian Counselors defines self-esteem. I really like this definition as our attitude about ourselves. Okay. So when you think about that's so the attitude that we have about ourselves. Well. I the, look at how that correlates or how that uh, interfaces with our vision. What, what's my vision look like if I have no, I have a very poor attitude about myself? Well, one of the most powerful things about the the vision and and its impact on us is it can produce hope and. Autonomy, being able to accomplish tasks, so to speak, on itself, is on the completely opposite end of learned helplessness. 
Uh, learned helplessness oh yeah oh. okay you get your your uh, you have my interest <laughs> i'll help you with this guy <laughs> learned helplessness is a state when you you will not do anything that you can't try and get someone else to help okay i'll give you a little bit of a funny example of that. okay when the self-checkouts just started you know, put your money in here, do it, and there's, you know, 18 different directions you have to follow in order to get it done. Right. Well, they would have one person managing all of those. I'd go up to them and say, I don't have a clue about how to do this. <laughs> My goal is I just wanted her to do it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> That's learned helplessness. Um, if you can't start your snowblower, you, or you don't want to start your snowblower, and you tell me you can't start your snowblower, and you can't, and I go and I do it for you, and I can, you finally get conditioned that anytime you need your snowblower started, I'm going to start it for you. That's learned helplessness. A person, Scott, also who's focused and goal oriented is likely to have a more positive approach towards life, and they perceive failure as temporary setbacks because they're focused on their vision. You know, I didn't pass every test at Ohio State. Well, the temporary <laughs> setback, honest to, to goodness, Scott, was music. At Ohio State, in order for us to get a degree in teaching, we had to be able to teach music to elementary students. Scott, this was traumatizing. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm one of those prison singers that's always behind a few bars with the wrong keys. <laughs> Oh, there's a dad joke coming to Beyond Belief soon. <laughs> and so I had to pass music. I mean, bless my professor's heart. I think she saw in me the potential to be a teacher and a half-decent teacher, and she wasn't going to stand in my way. Well, there was things where I had to conduct our class in a song, and she would play the piano based on how I conducted it. Oh, no. Oh, Scott, it sounded like a drunken sailor. <laughs> <laughs> so those were temporary setbacks but praise the lord she passed me enough that i could stay afloat at ohio state and i always wondered that did she really think that i was going to have to use a teacher and she did and and she didn't want to get my way well i saw her at a pep rally probably 15 or 20 years later and i had to ask her I said, did you really? She said, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you weren't going to be a music teacher, but. Oh, that for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, nice. Wow. But you see, those temporary setbacks are the things that you should, if you have the long-term vision. Right. The temporary setback this week does not ruin the vision. Absolutely. That's where the R in, in revise comes from. Right. That's where you then revise it and see how can right. you get by that. Yeah. So we've talked about some about goal setting here today. And, you know, it could be that you've never done that kind of thing before. And right. there's a whole nother level of this that it would take us another couple hours to go through with process goals and performance goals and outcome goals. And right. uh, there's a lot more involved in it. And if this is something that's kind of piquing your interest and you're going, you know what, I need some help with that. I, I need to do it, and I know I need some help with it. Sitting down with a Christian counselor can be helpful 
you know, to help put you on a smart path. That's right. Towards celebrating success. In developing hope. There we go. How can I get a hold of Tom Russell to start that conversation? I can be reached at HeritageChristianCounselingMinistries.com. 